positive heads out there thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the positive head podcast where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness which creates and animates all things now of course understanding this powerful truth is one thing Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back. Here we go again. So happy to be here with you guys to connect, share some insights, magic, synchronicity, and uh, questions today. Uh, Going to jump right into a review on iTunes, though. You guys know I love my iTunes reviews. They help us to reach new people. They help to fuel my fire to continue this labor of love. So if you haven't reviewed on iTunes, please do so. If not, that's okay, too. I'll still love you. Uh, this one came in by Hot Coffee 12, and it goes a little something like this. That, the header is cabbage. <laughs> Hi, Brandon. I'm a new listener and look forward to your podcast during my commute to work. I randomly pick a show while driving, so I don't always know the date, year, or topic beforehand. Last week, I heard you share that you had asked the universe to send you a sign for cabbage to ensure you're on the right path when considering a business vis- venture with your brother. I thought cabbage to be quirky and random and funny. So I hit mute and I asked the universe to send me a sign that I was on the right path. And if so, show me a banana. That was on Wednesday. On Friday, while driving to work, I realized that I hadn't seen, eaten or heard about a banana. So I shrugged it off. I live in New York and bananas aren't very abundant in January. On Saturday night, we attended an award dinner for my eight-year-old son and his football team. My son, Gavin, was called up on stage to receive his trophy, and his coach told the audience how well he played during the season and how quickly he was able to learn difficult plays and drills, especially the tricky hard one called banana. The coach pulled a banana from his back pocket, handed it to my son. Then he stood proudly holding up a trophy in one hand and a banana in the other. I posted his photo on Facebook, and people kept asking, what's with the banana? 
How awesome is that? Keep up the good work. Namaste, Val. Val, you don't know how much I love that story. That is magic, pure magic. So wonderful. Thank you for sharing it in the form of a review too. So um, double whammy there. Um, So good. So, so, so good. And funny enough, that whole cabbage story I told weeks ago, guys, where I had synchronicity, like multi-leveled synchronicity around cabbage. And you can go back and find the episode to hear the story. But it was really magical. Well, funny enough, today I am leaving recording to go have a conversation that is down. Um, I have a meeting with an attorney that is down that cabbage rabbit hole in a way that a month ago or three weeks ago or whenever it was I recorded that episode, I didn't even foresee uh, pertaining to that whole topic in that show and cryptocurrency and everything you you hear me talk about like that that rabbit hole has really opened up in a way that's like sort of mind-blowing. So some really, really, the cabbage is growing, guys, in a way I didn't really even foresee at that moment when that story came about. So, um, so yeah, anyway, there'll be more on that to come. Uh, at some point, I will fill you guys in more and more on the, the ever-growing cabbage in my life. <laughs> and I hope you have a, um, a lot of bananas uh, coming your way as well out there all of you guys, I love this story so much. This is epic. All right. So if you haven't reviewed on iTunes, do so. If you would like to write in questions, you can write them into Brandon at positivehead.com. You can get on our Facebook group, Positive Heads with an S. And it's a lovely place to connect with other listeners and open up and it's private so that you can get personal if you want. And, you know, the rest of Facebook doesn't see it. And um, yeah, ask questions there, that sort of thing. Um, Oh, before I jump into um, the show um, or or the questions for today that I have queued up, um, one of the things that is exciting that's popping up, uh, there's uh, a listener and friend and uh, social social media um, poster extraordinaire Lex, who was on actually a while back with Erica when I was on vacation, and she just reached out to me and asked about doing a something where we highlight you guys listeners and what you've um your journey has been and finding the show and how it's affected your life and just so many of you guys are doing so much magical amazing stuff and of course it was a synchronicity i just was talking last night to my friend about um uh you know doing uh this this new tv series that i'm going to start working on and and shooting a pilot for that and how i may need to find co-host to step in and help you know maybe do an episode here and there or maybe you know um, even scale back for some time and just have other people fill in and of course she comes uh, and and asks me about you know i've been feeling really called to do something where it highlights um the pee heads so and people's journeys and things like that so uh, lex is going to be doing a little trial run uh, I believe uh, where she's going to talk to some of you guys and we're going to put it on the show and we'll see how, you know, at first we'll just do a little trial and see how you guys are feeling about it and liking it. I'm sure you it's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm really excited about it. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, that is something that's bubbling up today. A lot of synchronicity today, because like I said, that was just, um, you know, that was something I was just talking about last night. And of course, she wrote me this morning. And another amazing synchronicity that happened is uh, 
in regards to the questions that I'm going to take here, I feel like I feel like we probably need a. Uh, I need to have Daily News editing the shows do us a really cheesy synchronicity alert, like like kind of like the monster truck. Did you? I don't know. If, depending on where you guys grew up, my brother always does this like monster truck. Like we got synchro, synchro, synchronicities. <laughs> Daily, and maybe you can like edit that and make it sound really ridiculous. But uh, kind of like a monster truck rally. We got synchronicities today where, we're oh, sorry guys, I'm just, uh, I can't stop uh, giggling at how ridiculous I am. Um, so uh, I, I was, I talked to Colette. A listener last week, uh, she'd written in a question and I said I would answer it actually uh, the first of this week. And I kind of forgot about it, honestly. And then um, and then I received a question this morning and it was all about death and, you know, someone who's the uh, who, who is, you know, sick and in wanting to pass and you know question all pertains to that as i'll read in a moment so i i i basically figured out everything i wanted to address i found a wonderful clip i want to share from abraham about it and then right when i'm about to start recording i'm like oh yeah i told um colette i would read her question you know the first of the week so i went and looked real quick to see what it was i'd forgotten and of course what is it about it's about miscarriage so um obviously this is the show that is meant for today uh we're talking about death you know actually uh as i realize here the three different uh, instances that come up between the video clip and the two questions is someone uh you know miscarriage you know on the front end of life someone middle-aged uh young adult and you know and then someone at the end of their life so we're going to cover the whole spectrum here uh with my um monster truck synchronicity alert uh and so i'll go ahead first and i'll read the question from colette uh and colette said uh brandon have you ever discussed miscarriage on the podcast you never hesitate to open up on topics others avoid and you always find a way to engulf in positivity and calming awareness i want to speak about my experience to help others and i don't know where to start it seems like people feel they shouldn't talk about it and it's turned something so natural into something unknown and isolating I went MIA over the holidays and stopped listening to the podcast. It was an unfortunate time to go through everything, but I hope the new year would bring that much needed start over to our lives. And that just isn't how it works. My husband and I have been on a downward spiral and it's been unexpected and heartbreaking to say the least. I finally realized this week what I'm missing that was so important was this huge positive community in the daily uplifting episodes. If you have an episode on this topic, I need it desperately. If you don't yet, then I feel drawn to offer my story to reach anyone else struggling with the turmoil of mixed emotions that ensue from it. I have never been more exposed to awareness of my physical self or importance of my relationship with my partner and self-love as I am now. Anyone reading this who knows where I'm coming from is receiving a mutual hug from my healing heart to yours. Uh, Well, Colette, thank you for opening up and being so vulnerable and sharing such a personal, powerful um, experience. And, you know, the first thing that jumps up here that I see, um, you know, that you say uh, that you talk about, I've never been more exposed to awareness of my physical self or the importance of my relationship with my partner and self-love as I am now. So right there, what are we seeing happen from this quote unquote, unfortunate, um, you know, miscarriage 
this this traumatic event, right? You had expectations. You, I mean, that's a big, exciting, amazing thing, right? Having a child. What, is there anything more magical, right? And then for all that energy and build up, and then it to end in 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 you know a miscarriage. That's quite the roller coaster. That being said, when you have the the light of perspective to know that you know that happened for you and not to you of course right as i always say and it was um it was designed as such you designed this for yourself to get that perspective look at the perspective that you shared the powerful perspective it gave you so you know if you want and are still desiring a child to be brought into your life Obviously, if that's something I think to my own, um, it makes me think of my, my dear friend, Shane, who had a miscarriage as well, his wife, Ruby, and their two-year-old or three-year-old, right when it happened, sat up asleep in bed and said, mommy, I'm so sorry, right as it happened, like she knew, you know, and, um, and it was like a very powerful experience for them because, you know, it was, it was, you know, the energetics and timing were just like, oh my gosh, you know, she knows what's going on and, and, um, you know, then a few months later, they had, uh, maybe six months later, they got pregnant with twins that are magical. There's like a magical picture right when they found out she was pregnant with them and orbs like standing in the sacred site in India. And like it ended up being just like, you know, these two amazing, beautiful souls now are here. And uh, but the, the miscarriage itself was very traumatic and heartbreaking for them. If you just can understand that it's a part of the story. And, um, if you're, if you are meant to be a mother, I don't know if you're a mother now already or not, or, you know, if you're meant to be a mother again, or for the first time, it it, it will definitely, it can't not happen. Whatever is for you will always be for you. And, um, you know, the fact that it helped you to understand the importance of your relationship with your partner and self-love, um, and your physical self and all these gifts, right? And it doesn't mean it's not, uh, challenging, it is, you know, life is meant to be challenging in these ways. The depth of emotion it's allowed you to feel, right? That's what our souls crave. We crave to feel deeply. Think about it, guys. If we're always honest with ourselves, right? The things that are painful or hurtful, we, we at some level, there's joy in it. You enjoy feeling, you know, um, I know for me, I, I really can enjoy feeling nostalgic or sad. It's like a happy sad, right? Um, and so if you can understand it's always your soul, your higher self wants to feel at the deepest possible level. And it's going to give you all kinds of experiences to instigate that. And sometimes those things can be viewed as, you know, traumatic and can feel traumatic. But, you know, I feel like it always takes the edge off when you understand this isn't the end of the story. This is a, this is a part, this is going to make it so much sweeter, Colette, if you choose to manifest and call in uh, another experience where, you know, you, you go the full term, right? And as far as the child, you know, it makes me think people talk a lot about um, abortion and things like that and, or, or miscarriage. What about the soul? What about the soul? You know, your higher self knows exactly what is and isn't going to happen. So there's no, there's no nothing lost. There is no, um, you know, thing that was supposed to happen that didn't. It happened as it should. The experience was for you. You know, so um, there, there's no loss there. It's only growth from the highest perspective, and it's making you into the next greatest and grandest version of yourself. And it's a blessing. It is 
definitely can be a you know one that's in disguise at times but make no mistake it's a blessing and i hope that you continue to reach for those thoughts and feelings and share them with your partner and help them to feel and resonate with that energy because that's what's going to bring the healing and bring the the next the next chapter in the story and what's that going to be like with my friend it wasn't one but two that came and beautiful girls just like amazing like lights and so hmm we'll see i suppose colette keep us posted and uh hope that helps um i'm going to move into the next question that is so synchronistic um that came in from Meg and, and, and she said, Brandon, I stumbled upon your show a few months ago and now listen to it almost daily. I appreciate the vastness of views and opinions that you and your guests bring to my brain. I do have a question that I would love uh, various perspectives on. My friend has MS and is in mass amounts of pain and depression. She's 33, but has suffered for many years. She doesn't want to live in this body anymore and is consistently threatening suicide. From a neutral energy point of view, I can see how she doesn't want to be in pain anymore, and I don't want her to be in pain either. Am I selfish for wanting her to live, or should I support her in her choice? It is her own life and body, but I see her potential to continue life. It is also hard on me to talk her down off the ledge. I need boundaries, but want to support her as a friend. Any thoughts on this? Wow, so this is a uh, this is definitely a tricky one, right? How do we... How do we deal with and process something where like this, right? It's so many emotions instantly come up, so many perspectives, and um, they're all valid. Um, although the highest choice, I would say, is always, um, you know, allowing what is to be. And I think even more importantly than supporting her in her choice and saying, yes, you should, you, sh- you know, I support you do it you know obviously that's not something you're gonna you're gonna probably ever feel comfortable saying rather helping her to shift her own perspective to be at peace with what is and let um source play itself out naturally so get her out of the place of you know i don't want to live anymore because of the pain and you know this is awful and i don't like it and i'm had enough and what are what is she focused on in those moments and so in, instead focusing on you know the the beauty of the time that she's got and shifting her focus and knowing that when it's her time it will be her time everything happens in absolute divine timing always in all ways and if you can help to shift yourself you don't need to um you know the, the best thing you can do is to help her with her own perspective so you know not not focused on living or dying but rather getting in the right state and letting nature play its course letting um higher self play its play out exactly what it is it wants to do and experience it's sort of like a lot of our path is just getting out of the way of uh, our, our higher self of source of allowing the natural unfolding of everything and i think that's the the only real answer here is just how do I move into a place of complete peace with it and love and acceptance that it's unfolding and trust that it's unfolding exactly as it should, even though it's challenging, right? And how do I bring that awareness and energy to my friend as well so that my friend can feel it in me and then therefore feel it in herself and, um, and you know, and then if she's meant to go, she'll go. If she's not, she won't. And there's not really anything that we need to uh, force or she needs to force or out of resistance to what is, right? 
So, um, that's, you know, that's a tricky one. And I, I, that's my perspective on it. And I wanted to bring in the big guns on that one, uh, on this one, because Abraham has such wonderful perspective on this. And, you know, we might as well talk to someone who's uh, on the other side already and coming through Esther Hicks as Abraham and see what they say. I personally believe that is indeed what is happening with Esther Hicks, who claims to channel this uh, non-physical entity, Abraham, because the information is so high vibe and amazing and empowering. Powering and um, so that's why I share so many clips, probably more than any other teacher, definitely more than any other teacher. This clip is called, Is It Okay to Want to Die? I found it on the Infinite Intelligence YouTube page, and this is uh, Abraham. Take a listen. And are you refreshed? Yes. Now what? Greetings. I have to shout out to my table mates from last night who aligned with me on being here today, so thank you very much. (laughs) So my wife and I own a couple retirement communities and we care for elders. And we work with people who are dying. We do too. Everyone. Let me rephrase that. (laughs) So we work with people who speak for years. I want to die. I'm ready to die. Why aren't I dying? Why don't I die? That's why. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Anytime anyone says, why isn't this happening for me? That's why because that's what they're focused upon. The absence of what they want. Got it, got it. So you wanna say, why do you want to die? Why do you want the rain? So that's the conversation to have with them. So we'll be you and you be them, even though we're really dead. Why is it that you want to die? What do they tell you? I'm done. I've done everything I want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of suffering. Telling us the opposite of what we're asking you. You're telling us why you want not to die. We're asking you, why do you want to die? You're telling us why you don't want the opposite of that. But why do you want to die? because I'm looking forward to the relief and because I think that there's something more for me and because I like the idea of re-emerging into pure positive energy and because my life experience has given me all that I've been seeking from it and now I'm ready for something that is next or more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jerry and Esther were sitting out on the porch when they first moved to Texas and the area had been experiencing a severe drought for some time. And they had a three-acre piece of property and lots of beautiful oak trees on it. And all of the trees and bushes all were sort of withering a bit. It was obvious that they were wanting rain. And so Esther said to us, Abraham, I want it to rain. And we said, why do you want the rain? And Esther said, because the trees are drying up and the grass is brown and the ground is parched and hard. And we said, we didn't ask you why you don't want the rain. We asked you why you want the rain. 
And it took a little bit for her to understand. And then she said, oh, because I want the ground to be all soft and moist. And I want the trees to be full of all of the water they want. And I want all the little critters in the bushes to have all the water that they want to drink. And in that moment, raindrops began falling. In that moment, raindrops began falling. From a little isolated cloud that was so small you couldn't barely see it. And on the weather report that night, the man reported there was an isolated thunderstorm <laughs> over Bernie, Texas last night. The only precipitation in the state of Texas. Why do you want the rain? Why do you want the rain? Why do you want it? I want it because it's miserable not having it. That's not the answer. I want it because I'd feel better having it. Well, that's sort of the right words, but it's not the right vibration. And so you have to be a little gentle about it. Also, something happens with those like you who are around them in that most everyone has this screwy idea about what death is and you feel guilty about encouraging it because it's been something that everyone's been discouraging for so long. And so it really seems wrong, no matter how beaten and broken and bad feeling they are. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. And so you have to yourself come to this awareness of how life is ongoing and that they can focus here or they can focus into non-physical. In other words, they still continue to be. Sometimes there is such a internal struggle. I don't want to stay and I'm afraid to go. That's split energy too. And so soothing them and helping them to know, not by giving them so many words, you may not want to mix their philosophy with yours too much. Some of them may not be ready to hear it. But when you stand in an absolute knowing of the perfection of re-emerging into non-physical, so that that's what you're exuding to them whenever you are anywhere around them. You can help to soften that just a little bit. I had this thought a while back. When people are in that state where at some level they know they're near death, and, but they're also still alive as we know it, is that a delicious feeling sometimes where you can just... Sometimes it is, that sort of drifting in and out. This is an important thing that we want you to acknowledge and offer to them whenever you have an opportunity that feels right to you. And that is, just say, always perfect timing. It's always perfect timing. It's always perfect timing. It'll be just right for you. It's always perfect timing. It's like so many things. I've learned not to push anything, to just let it be. There's more to it than we really understand. There are more involved than we know. Let's just trust them. Let's just relax and trust them. Those kinds of reassuring words. Some years ago, Esther was still doing telephone consultations and a woman who was a therapist called quite often to talk about things so that she could help counsel some people that she was working with. And this particular day, she was having two conversations with a 15-minute segment of refreshment in the middle. So she called and she was talking about her father who had been in a state of getting ready to go for a long time. And he was hospitalized and he was not having a good time, nor was anyone else. And her question was, what's wrong? Why doesn't he just go? And we said, everything is perfect about this. She said, what am I doing wrong? There isn't anything that you or anyone is doing wrong. It's just unfolding in its perfect way. It's just a matter of relaxing and allowing the perfect unfolding to happen. And so she took her segment of refreshment and when she came back, during the segment of refreshment, the hospital had called and her father had made his transition. 
And so she wondered, did I play a part in this? And we said, yes. All of you are influencing one another. Someone who has learned not to be influenced by others wouldn't be hanging around just because you want them to hang around. But when people feel that they haven't got it done or they haven't said that one last thing or this isn't resolved or they want to, and here it is, they want to go back and relitigate their past. <laughs> they want to go back and relive it and set it straight. It's that sort of feeling that makes them feel like they're not quite ready to go. And of course, no one's ever prodded into anything. But one of the things that makes that often such a difficult experience is that people just don't let go and just joyfully move on to what they really want to move on to. And it's the same reason that in many cases that they were sort of all twirled up in what was going on when they were in their physical experience, you see. And so here's what we really mean to say to you. Anything that you might say to any of them would be good for you to say to anyone you know. It's the same message to everyone, no matter what. Everything is working out for you. And there is a source energy who is keenly aware of you. And you are not being left out of any consideration. And whatever you want is fully being considered under any and all conditions. But you can't be in vibrational opposition to your own desires, which means you can't fear something that you desire. You can't be afraid of something that you want. You can't not believe something that you want. And so my advice to you, you could say to them, is just chill out. Just chill out. There isn't anything that you need to do. Just chill out and try to do a little basking and try to do a little appreciating. Just relax and trust that everything is working out just right and you will see obvious soothing coming from you. And then the most important thing that we want to say to you is, don't make this your assignment. You're not the gatekeeper. <laughs> don't make this your assignment. We know that you want to be compassionate, but what true compassion is, is seeing from your place of alignment them. And their inner being is not worried about anything. There's nothing out of balance. There's nothing out of whack. It's all just lovely and perfect as it is, you see. And so when you connect with that true compassion, which is seen through the eyes of source, then you'll relax in it and they will be comforted by your comfort that you have found for yourself. And then you'll notice an improvement in the tension around the place. Great. Beautiful. Thank you. And say to anyone who is standing by, who is yearning or worried, say to them, you need to chill out. <laughs> you need to chill out. This is not helping. When you see angst or worry or frustration, your message to everybody around is, everything's all right. Everything's all right. Everything's all right. Everything's all right. Great. Yeah. Thank you very Enough? much. Enough? So yeah, she starts off talking about why, you know, um, when you're focusing on the absence of it, like I was kind of talking about, right? Um, when you stand in the knowing of the absolute perfection of reemerging in a non-physical, and that's what you're exuding around them, you help to soften everything. So that's a great piece of advice for you, Meg, saying, you know, let's not talk about being forward or against it. Let's just be in the, in the moment and know that it's, she doesn't have to make the choice and you don't have to make the choice. Let higher self and source make the choice. You want to get move everything into the state of trust and flowing and, um, you know, the, the calm, the eye of the storm, if you will.
It's always perfect timing is what Abraham said, um, saying that, you know, the, the, the forces beyond the veil are more involved than we know. Trust them. And, you know, she says it, one of the things that she says here is this powerful. Anyone you say anything you say to them or anyone is it's the same message. Whatever you want is being considered under all conditions. But you, you can't be in vibrational opposition to your own desires if you want to see it manifest. You know, help them to just chill out and bask and appreciate that it's working out just right in divine timing. Don't make it your assignment. This is not your job to fix, you know, fix anything. Your only job is to bring comfort and ease the tension. You know, I think you guys have probably heard me say before, I always, uh, I, I always chuckle thinking of um, Happy Gilmore and, and Chubb, the character Chubbs, who's teaching him how to, how to putt. And he's like, just easing the tension, baby. And he's like, I'll rub it up against him. It's a ridiculous scene. And Adam Sandler's like, go ease it somewhere else, you know. But anyway, um, sorry, tangent. But um, yeah, be like Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. Ease the tension. Just ease the tension, baby. Uh, their inner being isn't worried about anything. So why would you, right? Uh, they'll be comforted by your comfort for yourself. And that is ultimately the job, right? Easing the tension, making, finding our own peace, uh, letting go of trying to force anything or... Um, doing anything other than just moving fully into the moment and letting it unfold in its natural course in the perfectly imperfect way that Source does everything. Ah, guys, this has been an epic adventure in podcasting land for me. I hope it's been an epic adventure in podcasting land for you. One final uh Interesting synchronicity. I got to the end of today's show and realized I did not uh, have a song. I forgot to queue up a song. So I just went to my SoundCloud page and, you know, you get suggested tracks to uh, for you. And a lot of times that's all I'll, I'll find stuff is, you know, as I like other things, new things pop up and, and the songs, just like everything, many times are served up. Uh, and this one was uh, right at the top of the queue. Never even heard of this artist. I only heard a moment of the song and knew it was a song I should be playing. It's Doku, Doku, D-O-O-Q-U. The song is Letting Go featuring Trove. Hope you enjoy it. Love you all so much. Until next time, journey well. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. Long ago, we were driving like a blue haze. No matter whether we had both lost our ways. We were finding something burning in our shared pain. Days are hard, I'm not sure what gave it away I've always been the one To stay when you gotta run So maybe I've become A bullet to a handgun I know when it's over done I'm getting tired 
on my tongue I'm trying to find the words To say that I I'm having trouble letting go Say 